With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good morning. I'm your host, Mr. Joel Lewis, and you're listening to Free on the Inside, a weekly internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be. I love saying that there because the Word of God informs you, the Word of God should challenge you, and the Word of God should encourage you to be about your father's business. Because who the son said free is free indeed. I'm here with one of the speakers over at the I Am Royalty Conference. And uh, and I would like for him to lend his voice to the show and tell you how what a joy and privilege is to be here. The next voice you'll hear will be one of the speakers, uh, Dwayne Hollows. Good morning, Mr. Hollows. Hey, how are you, brother? It's good to be here. It's really a pleasure to be at uh, I Am Royalty Conference. And uh, I, my purpose was just to come and to share a little bit about what Jesus has done for the story of the woman who was caught or had the issue of blood, and uh, it's just been a real joy to be here. Oh, God bless you, Pastor Pat. I really enjoyed your exhortation on the on portion of the scripture there. What you were sharing, it really touched my heart. Man, you gave a little bit of something about yourself. So I want you to encourage our listeners audience that if God started this, they can't finish it. Yes, that's exactly right. I appreciate your story too, Joel. I said I, I've got the same kind of background. Um, God has been really good to us, and over the years I've seen him touch hearts and he touched my heart when I was 21 years old age and uh, God uh, has been walking favorably with me all the way through the process so uh, as I said in the in the message today uh, Paul says in Colossians 1 verse 5 and the message from Eugene Peterson lines of purpose in your life should never grow slack tightly tied as they are to your future in heaven kept taught by hope I think of that as a Hobie Cat time of verse or windsurfing, and it, it just really lights up. You know, I see the scriptures with visuals most often, and so uh, it, it really, really typifies my, my life in Christ. And, you know, I like that. I like that. And that's something that I can hold fast to because as we get closer to Christ, sometimes our arms get a little weary. Sometimes our faith fails. Fail. Would you tell us to hold on tight? Hold on tight. Hold on. I know, oh, and that's a blessing to know that we're not in this alone. We're not doing this by ourselves. Now, uh, what do you um, specialize in your ministry? I know you say that you encourage people, you have table talk. What does God put on your heart to do for his people? Yeah, so I have been in uh, an equipping role. I've been like an Ephesians 4 pastor since, uh, well, 37 years now, I guess. Worked with the Navigators organization, and I've been discipling businessmen for most of my life. In the U.S. and Africa and Asia, Central America, uh, and Europe. So, you know, and I love that type of ministry because the same God that we honor and serve here is available in those places yes, also. Yeah, and I tell men that I do jail ministry. That he's not just a jailhouse God. That's right. And I hear that your voice. He's not just an American God, right. an Asian God, or whatever it may be. Your location. He's an all-purpose God. I don't know. In Rwanda, he's beautiful. In Hawaii, he's beautiful. <laughs> Fiji is beautiful. <laughs> just a different flavor. Same oh, God. Oh, God bless you. I, you know what? I love that. I wish we could just continue this little ladder conversation. But I know that you are, um, you know, you're a man of purpose. But thank you for lending your voice to the program. God bless you. Thank All you. Right. For saying, uh, and I said, I gave you some information. Please use it. Give me a call sometime and let's just talk, okay? All right. We could be phone buddies. <laughs> you know. And uh, that, uh, you know, I do ministry, and I'm always encouraging other men to be about their father's business. And I don't have to tell you that because you are a pastor. You know the great need it is. And uh, it breaks my heart when the young men, they find, uh, they have a relationship with Christ in, in jail and incarceration. But when they get out, they feel a disconnection. Mm-hmm. And that's why I try to bridge that gap. That's good. That's what I try to bridge the gap. Men, men, men need to be refathered. So what you're doing is important because men can't reproduce what they haven't seen. Oh, that's so true. And, and so your role is specific, each of our roles, men and women both, is to represent the Father. That's my, mm-hmm. my goal is that when I die on my epitaph, that's what it would say, is he showed me the Father. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. And one other thing, too, I just want you to pray on the situation. That when men, after they've been released from their confinement or incarceration, uh, they, they seem to want to go back to their homes. And, and the wives want to back because the wives want to head of the house. They want a male figure in the house. 
but the men, they have to learn that they, they let some things go, that they have to kind of work their way back in there. What are your advice? Just how to come now. How can a man be real stubborn if he's been separated for five or six years? Because I tell myself, you just can't go in and start paying the bills next week. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to let you have a car. Yeah. They ain't going to let you have that freedom that you have because you messed it up. Yeah. What is your way of just, you know, how can a man just get reconnected with his family? And can we encourage someone that mm-hmm. may be battling with that? So I think honor is given, respect is earned. His role as the lead of the house is a role that God gave him, so that's an honor that God extended to him. But uh, respect, or respect is that way, um, respect is earned. And so in any case, uh, wherever we mess up, we have to relearn and re-earn. I think it's both ways. It's the start of relearning a new way of thinking, a new way of acting, and then re-earning the trust of the community that we've failed, whether it's our kids, our employer, or our wife. So... My best advice would be to spend time with the Lord, number one, mm-hmm. and then spend time with godly men that are in pursuit. If you take an average of all the friends that you have and look across and give them a scale of one to ten, I've been told if you've got ten friends, then you take the average of those ten, and that's you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I could use that. I like that. So find solid men that are in pursuit of Jesus that are covered in the dust of the rabbi and follow them. Follow me as I follow Christ, as Paul would say. Oh, that's the word for encouragement. I pray that these men and women that steer in this, they'll receive this and they'll apply it to their life, bro. You know, we can't do anything apart from God. Amen. That's Pastor, thank you so much. God bless you. I'm going to be here the next half of the program, and hopefully we'll get there until you talk to me before I go. God bless you, okay? And see you later. Oh, what a great interview that we had uh, with, with the pastor. Hey, man, he was just giving us expectation on what he had talked about. And then our next guest is going to be Miss Rita. And she's uh, Miss Rita. She's a fi- uh, financial planner and counselor. And so she helps us how to manage our money. And, and uh, we are here at I Am Royalty Conference here. Me and my wife, Sister Lashandra Lewis. And now we're going to have Miss uh, Miss Rita Oliver, right? Yes. Uh, but please, if I mispronounce your name, please forgive me. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about your financial plan. And, and how do you do these uh, in here so our people get back on the right track? Uh, thank you so much for having me, sir. Uh, I'm a financial planner and coach, and my business is called Strategies, Options, and Solutions, SOS. You know, that's the call for help. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm out here to help people with their finances. I do it in three ways. I happen to prepare to plan, and to prosper, because preparation is what we need to do. And preparation comes by us being aware of what's going on in our lives, what's not going on in our lives with our money, and how we view money and how we handle money for our lives. Then once we know that, then we can start with the plan of what we've done and where we want to go. And when we get that down and get our mindset together with a plan, we can definitely prosper. So I coach them and help them in three ways to do that, sir. That is to pay themselves, eliminate debt, and secure the life they desire. So you got to get debt out of your, um, off of your back because you have to ask yourself this question and answer it. Is your paycheck going to your bank account or to your creditor's bank account? All right. No, I can, I can, uh, yeah. I can receive that. Yeah. So then it's about priority, you know, paying your tithe to God and then taking care of your household. And then what's left over is to help build for the future, to go out and do some good in the world. You know, we need to take care of our finances because just like we are born, we grow, and we die, our money has the same cycle too. You're supposed to accumulate it in your 20s and 30s where you have a little bit more debt, uh, less cash flow. But as you get into those 40s, you're supposed to have less debt and more cash flow. And as we get into those 60s, it's about retirement and gifting. So my goal out here is to educate, empower, so that we can live a rich life of choices and options. Because that's been given to us already by God. It's about us being prepared for it. And so I'm helping to get people prepared for it because I wasn't prepared for it. But then through trials and errors, through tribulations, through learning about myself and being very honest and real with me about who I was and who I wasn't, I went and got help with my money. And so that has changed it for me in my life. And so I am out here to do that for people as well. And one of the big things that I have worked on here uh, last year is I published and wrote my first book about love, money, and 
marriage. And that one is coming from a place of preserving generational wealth. You know, when we are tearing the family apart, impacting children, we are doing ourselves a big disservice because, you know, we go into relationships and we get caught up in the fanfare of the eight days, the wedding, the reception, and the honeymoon. What about the next eight years? And so I wrote a book called Disclose Before You Disrobe, Financial Necessities Before You Say I Do. It's about having a business meeting of the mind about what we're bringing to the table financially, what we've done in our past, what we have going on, where we want to go so that we can secure that household. I heard a minister say one time, outside of the physical intimacy and companionship, marriage is a business relationship of running a household. So a household requires resources. So we need to manage those financial resources for our lives to secure that household. So I wrote a book because people have been intimidated, they've been scared, and just afraid of having that conversation with their intended future partner. So I have given them the roadmap, sir, on how to do that. I call it the two-step reality check, your money truth, what you know and what you owe. So let's get to the basics. What do we have here and where do we want to go? So I believe if we're open, if we're honest, if we're transparent with ourselves, we can be transparent with our partner and we can build generational wealth and stop tearing families apart. It's about taking a step. I call it five things that I teach my clients. Mindset. Who you are, who you're not. How do you view money? Then it's about your behavior, how you behave with money. Then it's about being committed to making a change. And then it's about being disciplined. And last but not least, it's about taking action. You have got to do something if you want to move to another level. I heard an artist say one time, if you want to go high, you got to go deep. So we got to go deep within ourselves and be honest about our money. The biggest thing out here holding us back, anybody that's any race, is debt. Like I said before, is your check, is your money going to your creditor's bank account or to your bank account? Debt is an albatross and a brick on your back. You have got to get rid of it. And there's three things that get rid of debt, a plan, time, and money. So, <laughs> yes. What I say, sir, is the right hand needs to know what the left is doing, so they need to have a joint account. Because if you come to the table honestly, first and foremost, we say we want to be together and move forward together in this committed relationship. Uh-huh. But marriage is a huge commitment and a financial commitment. This financial discussion is one of the most important discussions. So how you do that is you come to the table and you be honest about what you have, what you don't have. It's not to be dictatorial. It's not to say one has more than the other. Granted, I grew up and I believe the man is the head of the household. But it is about both of them coming to the table saying, here's what we have. Here's what we've done. How do we move forward? And how do we do this together? Because we both have that past when we come to the relationship. Relationship baggage, money baggage, and life baggage. But you know for yourself, relationships are already a lot of work. No need to compound it with money when money issues can be resolved. So, you know, we have a lot of women like myself who are corporate women, who have their own homes, have this, but still they want a relationship. But you come to the table with your partner because you say you love this person. You trust this person. If you are at home, how can we not talk about the money? So it is not to to, uh, make one look bad, feel bad, is to bring the openness out about how we're going to run our household. Because you can, if you tell me, uh, Pastor, you agree with me. When you got the money thing down and you ha- and your paper is right, you're not going to have any other stress. Yeah, so true. That's so true. So let's start it out at the beginning and not have the stress instead of it coming out during the relationship and it starts to build more stress. Because when people find out what's unknown, it causes a strife. Therefore, what you have is you have a question of, can I trust them? Are they telling me the truth? And how do I know what else are they hiding from me? And so this is to take all this hidden hidden stuff out of the way here. Let's just go on and put it on the table. Either you have money, you have, you ha- have no savings, or you do have money, you have this. But how do we work this together? 
So this book that I wrote has seven chapters. It takes a person from talking, dealing with you first, you, you and your mindset all the way to what I call table talk as a couple and maintaining your financial plan together because no table talk would destroy your pillow talk. <laughs> Yes, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's about establishing the priority. Establishing the priority. It's what is the priority here for the family? Because, number one, we're establishing that we are the priority. And so the priorities are that we have to take care of the family, we have to take care of the household, we have to take care of the basics. Now, what's left over is where we can decide that we can have some enjoyment, what I call P&L, pleasure and leisure. And so it's about what I call the priority assignment allocation plan. I heard a minister say this one time, and this is where we have to start doing with our money. What abundance requires assignment. Increase requires instruction and wealth requires wisdom. So my book is to bring out the wisdom of laying this all out together for them in that foundation of the relationship. Because this is the most important joint venture. Because when we have a husband and wife on the same page financially, we have the power, they do, to build all kinds of wealth. One of the strategies I give them in the book is saying live on one salary as a couple. Think about 26 paychecks going to the bank being banked, and you pay off your house, you're out of debt, and you are investing. Think about what they can do as a couple. Think about the power. So it all starts, sir, with a conversation, with a conversation to build on many conversations. Because when you can have that one conversation where we show those vulnerabilities about ourselves with money, you can have more conversations. You know, because nobody knows everything, but when we come to the table and we talk, and we bring out what we know and uh, also what the other person knows, and then also seeking professional help, there's no telling where you can go, how far you can go. Because you put a plan in place. You put it out here and say, we want to do better. This is our plan for life. And that's the thing is that, you know, you gain with goals because goals are that roadmap. You know, that's that, that you, I want to be out here. We want to be here in five years. We want to travel. We want to be able to retire. So until you put it out there on the table about what you want, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And so I'm saying put it out here on the table so we both know and we can see how we can work together as a couple to get that. Because one of the goals as a couple is not to get in each other's way, not to get in each other's way. But, you know, one may say I want to start a business in three years. I want to go back to school. Well, see, if you talk about that on the front end, you can do what you know. You know, God has told us in a bunch of people, too. You write the vision down, make it plain. So, see, you got the vision, and you can make it plain with a plan and you can work toward. But when it comes out on you, all of a sudden, you know, and you have other things going on, then that's when we have the strife. Because what's so important in that relationship is that they're on the same page. Because if each of them are out there separately, creating debt when you ask about the joint joint account, then if they do come to a divorce, what one what two hands are done become all hands. So both of them will have to take it with them. So this is to, you know, talk about, as I said, disclose. You know, bring what's hidden out to the open. Because on the back end when it's a divorce, hopefully that doesn't happen. It's a business transaction. That's all about money, dividing assets, liabilities, and custody of children. That's money. So if we can do it on the back end, let's be proactive and do it on the front end. Oh, absolutely, and I'm here to help them. You can reach me at my website, RitaOliverSOS.com. That's R-I-T-A-O-L-I-V-E-R-S-O-S dot com. And if you're on Facebook, you can find me at Rita Oliver there. On Instagram, I'm the money strategist. So just inbox me. I will get back in touch with you because my goal is to help you. 
And if you go to my website, you can um, sign up for my email list. And when you do that, you will get a free book from me called The ABCs of Personal Finance. So absolutely. The book I have today is Disclosed Before You Disrobe that I'm selling today. But the other books are online that you can download for free. I've done several. I've done one on retirement planning, which is really near and dear to my heart, you know, because people are not thinking about long-term about retirement. You know, we, um, you know, people start to work, and you just work, 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 and, you know, companies are offering you 401Ks, but people are not investing their money in that. And so also, too, another big, big thing, particularly in the African-American community, we don't have an estate plan in place. The will, you know, because, I, you know, when I was in my estate planning class, when I was taking my certified financial planner uh, pro certification program, when the instructor said that each person in America has a lifetime estate tax exemption of $11 million, and, you know, I sat up in my chair and I said, are you telling me that a husband and wife can leave $22 million tax-free? He said, yes, every person. And I, I never knew that. Never knew that. So we don't know what we don't know in our community. But what I do know is this. When he said that and what I said to, my, and my, to myself after was, this is not the case in the black community. We have in a state of chaos when somebody dies because nobody has anything written down. And what is key in estate planning is titling. We have to know that the property is titled and what type of title. Is it a sole uh, ownership? Is a joint uh, tenancy with right of survivorship? Is it tenancy in common or is tenancy in entirety? We don't know. We don't know. And, you know, and when you're, you know, uh, thankfully for my parents, you know, I got in there and talked with my mother. You know, and that's what I want to say to people today about this. You need to talk to your parents and to your elderly relatives and sit down and find out what do they own. Where is it? How is it titled? What bank accounts? What life insurance? Because we know, as the scripture says, it's going to come like a thief in the night. You don't know the hour. And if your name is not written down anywhere, what you're going to spend the money on is paying an attorney to prove who you are and that you're entitled to it. Because here's the question I ask you. Is your, is your estate going to go to your family or to the state? <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because you got to, uh, uh, with estate planning, and, and what's key, estate planning is the arranging of the physical property and you for the future. Because that's the other thing. You've got to determine what you're going to do about you. Because are you going to, do you have a living will? You know, if you go to the hospital now, to the doctor, they ask you, do you have a living will? You know, do we have that? And that is spending a little bit of money to do that will take care of a lot of stuff because you will leave your family in a mess here. And particularly when it comes to property and land, there's two things God's not making any more of, land and time. <laughs> It's a problem, but there's nothing in America that says you got to stay in it forever. There's nothing in America that says because we, need, we leverage that for homes, we leverage it for cars, we leverage it for businesses. But it's being astute and knowing how much debt to go into and not to overextend yourself and to have a plan to pay it back. You know, the biggest debt we all carry are our mortgages. You know, America touted us on 30-year mortgages. I'm here to tell anybody today, do not get a 30-year mortgage. You'll get a 15 and a 10. Because a 30-year mortgage is only making the banks rich. There are tools out here, and, and, and one of those tools is a couple being on the same page or a person um, knowing themselves with their money and having the discipline to pay those pay that mortgage off. I paid my mortgage off in 11 years. I'm single woman. Okay. That's exactly right. Exactly. And with, with, like that. in terms of with a car, you know, reliability is very important. And, of course, you know, for people, you want a good-looking car, and I have nothing uh, wrong with that because and, and, I like a nice car. But you also got to look at what do you really need to afford because, see, what happens is we go into the car dealership, 
and we tell because the car dealership knows the game now and they've established it. They ask you, how much do you want your payment to be? Yeah. Nobody talks about the price. <laughs> they say, how much? <laughs> they say, how much? That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> they say, how much do you want your payment to be? And you know what? We tell them. Yeah. And what they do is they work it out for you to have that payment. But you're driving out of there at the payment you want for 84 months, which is seven years, meaning you're going to pay uh, uh, so much in interest. That you, it's a thirty thousand dollar car, but you're gonna end up paying sixty. Yeah, and we think we got a good deal. And we think we got a good deal because we got the payment that we want. So with cars, we have to know that we need to know. You do need to know what you really can afford for a payment, but you don't need to overpay for it because we're not thinking about the finance charges, yeah. the interest. So you got to look at that, which is why you need to keep your credit good so that they, you don't have to pay these high astronomical interest rates because that's what impacts you too, is that if you have a low credit score, you will be into high interest rates, and that's why those payments have to get extended out 84 months to afford it. Another reason they get extended out is because people buy too much car. When you go out here and, and get these $130,000 Mercedes, that's as much as then that's what happens to you. Because, see, let's look at it. You got a $130,000 big old Mercedes for $1,300 payment. You got a mortgage payment because you got a Mac Mansion that's got another $3,000 payment. And then because it's pulling all your cash, you go in the credit card just to buy groceries and gas. Uh-huh. That's what's happening. So we have to be realistic about what we really can afford because you want to pay this off. You know, our parents paid off their mortgage. People just have a mortgage card. Yeah. You know, my parents in Mississippi, where I grew up, bought our house in 1965. They bought it seven days before I was born. And it was a house 900 square feet with a well. My parents paid for that house. And that house was left to me and my brothers and sisters. We have a paid-for home on seven acres. If anything happens to us, we can go there. They left us a legacy. And that's what I'm talking about, is leaving a legacy. Debt is not a legacy. Debt is a pain. You can't leave it. People debt cannot help them except just put more strife on the family. We need to start leaving assets. So when you talk about a home, you know, when you go in to qualify for a home, they're going to qualify you on two and a half times your gross income. Today here, everybody listen to my voice. You need to forget about gross income because that's not what you get. You get your debt. Your payments have to be made out of debt. So if a couple goes in there that's making $200,000 a year, they're going to qualify them for over half a million dollars. But see, you're not bringing home too much dollars. But the payments got to come out of the net. So see, if you're talking a half a million dollars, you're talking three thousand dollar mortgage, then you got to put property tax and insurance on it. So thirty five hundred. A lot of people pay the property taxes outside the mortgage because it's too much to make the payment. See, then you got to be disciplined to save the money to do that. So you got a three thousand dollar mortgage payment. You got two of them got the Mercedes. So you're talking another two thousand dollars. You got five G's going out your house, sixty thousand, and we haven't fed anybody or talked on the phone or gas, lights, and water. Yeah, that's why we have the strife in America. And you know, you said something. Everybody wants the same thing. That's exactly right. And so we got to stop the competition in the relationship when this relationship is supposed to be about communication, about love, about trust and honesty. Keep the competition out because we're not competing with each other. We're supposed to be working together toward the common goal. But it's being realistic about what you can afford. I mean, I work I work for the federal government, and people were surprised when I told them I bought my house of course in 2000, cost 147.5. People thought I lived in a 300,000 dollar house. I said I can't afford that. Uh, uh-uh, I can't afford that. But I wanted something that was comfortable for me, that was nice for me, that I could pay off, that I could afford. So. What I mean by getting out of debt, by you asking that question, which is so great, is that when you pay off that mortgage, you paid off the cars, as long as you keep maintaining, you can, a car will run for you. You know, as long as you're changing that oil, you're keeping that metal grease and everything, it's going to run for you. Keep tires on and keep the maintenance on. Because here's where I'm sitting today, Pastor. I work for the federal government. I'm in my 34th year. I started working at 19. So I paid off the house. I paid off the car. When I paid off the house and I channeled that money into investment. So I retire in 28 months and have no fear because I'm secure. So that's why I'm here doing what I'm doing because I know it can be done. You know, people may not have 
Uh, people think it takes a whole lot of money to do a whole lot of things, and money is great. But it's about what you do with the money that you do make. It's about living on less than what you make. It's about what I said before, the priority assignment allocation. Is it prioritized, assigned, allocated, and aligned? You know, God has always talked to us about being in alignment, you know, having it all set up. And that's what has been taught to us for years. So it's about us implementing it now. And that's what we got to do with our money and make better decisions. You're always going to have the gas, lights, and water. But it's that requested debt, that requested debt that you got to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Coach Oliver. I was just thinking about, before we close out, our young people. Yeah. You know, because we Because then the parents got to do it. Because as a child, you watch your parents and caregivers on how they handle money, and that forms your mindset and your views. So the parents have to change how they're doing it, and then the parents have to also be parents and not be their friends. And the parents have to teach them accountability and responsibility and the value of a dollar. You see, my parents didn't buy me a car. I had no car when I went to college. So I had to put it. I didn't get a car to move with a dollar. Parents can afford it, even though my parents had paid off their house. But, you know, parents got to take care of themselves. They provided for me, but I didn't have all those luxuries. You know, today, I'm a child of the 60s. So people that are my age, they have given everything to their children, a lot more, a lot better. I don't I don't decide, uh, say that's a bad thing, but you got to be careful about how much you give out. About how much you give out and how you give it out, because then if you keep giving and giving, they never change. Because, see, when I left home, I knew I wasn't going back. You know, the day when they leave college, they'll come and work a little bit, and then come on back up in there with you. And see, the parents need to stop letting them come back up in there. They keep coming. And then they want to and want to be a grown person in your home doing what they want to do. And so, you know, and, and granted things happen and they may have to come home to get some help, but you gotta teach them their responsibility and accountability to be an adult because that means you're going to fail. You're gonna have some uh, hiccups, some uh, occurrences, some mishaps along the way. But I know for myself, that's what's taught me the successes and how to overcome it. I think that's the thing today is that when they have the mishaps, their first thing is to fall back instead of learning how to overcome it and do something different for themselves. So we just have to change the person. We have to change as a parent on how we do it, and then we have to be firm in our um, plan and our beliefs and our uh, and raising the child and helping the child understand. You know, because my mother told me something, sir, and I know we're going to close it out. When I started as a freshman at Mississippi State, 1983, and I remember I was coming home and stuff, and one time when my mother brought me back uh, from the weekend, she said this, can I help you make that car? She said, Thank you. I'm going to talk to you again before we leave, okay? We just got you having a great interview that with Coach 
Uh, Oliver, let's talk about financial planning. She gave you some information. I asked you to uh, check on the information. We're going to call on the line right now. We're going to bring them in. Our call is coming up here right now. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Brother Daniel's on the line right now. So we're over here at I Am Raw TO conference here, and we have a great time. It has some great speakers, and we have a it's a great session here. We have plenty of vendors here. We have people that are uh, that clothing designers, some that uh, have uh, a jewelry, some that even create jewelry. So, uh, so I encourage you to uh, follow your passion here. And so uh, we have a whole host of uh, vendors here. My wife is getting us volunteers to come over to speak on the show here. Hey, so we are, we encourage you, and we got Brother Daniel on the line with us right now, but he'll be here shortly. Again, this is a uh, on-site uh, 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 podcast, and we pray that you enjoyed it. That was Coach Oliver. She gave us a lot of information, and we're so happy that uh, Minister uh, Andrea Watson allowed us to be here once again. This is our third year at one of her conferences, and we thank God that she saw enough in us to allow us to come out and be a part of this here. We have a great little session here. We got nice, uh, uh, well, we have a nice booth right up front here, and we uh getting a lot of people to come by. I just want to know about it. And we got some stuff on our table here about what we do in the ministry, some free on the, uh, on the inside brochure. There's also some pictures that we can share with our uh, passerbys, buyers, and they can just get a little something off the table, and maybe they can call us up and be a part of what we're doing. And we'll see about Brother Daniel. Can we bring him back in? Good morning, Brother Daniel. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Brother Daniel's not there right now, so we're going to just go right ahead here. You know, so we see him, and we got the, uh, we got the pastors coming back again. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. That was Pastor Dixon. He was giving us some information here, so we're going to give him a call and be a part of what he's doing. Amen. And that was our first guest that was on the show this morning. And he gave us a great um, presentation on the lady with the issue of blood and, and how she was um, she was pressing her way forward to uh, ha- for, uh, for some release. And I would encourage you to press yourself forward. Press on, press on. You know, that's, first, that's a reason I have a show called Free on the Inside. That freedom allows you to do what God put on your heart to do. That freedom allows you to be out. You could be as freedom as what what God died for. He died to set us free. Not the freedom to do what you want to do, but that freedom to live a life that's pleasing to God and to be a servant of God. That's where that freedom comes from. And so as we get ready to go on with the show here, we want to thank you very much for being a part of what we're doing. And we got another guest coming up here in a minute. And Sister Lewis is going to bring somebody on right away and going to be a part of what we're doing on our program here, and so we're looking forward to it. Again, we're over at I Am Royalty Conference here. Uh, it's a, a yearly event here, and they thank so much for us being on the program, and so they invited us to come on over. We got our uh, co-host on the line this morning, Brother Daniel, and so we may bring him in in a few minutes here, but we got another guest coming up, and Sister Lewis is doing a great job on the guests and everything. Yes, and so... Uh, so she's done a great job of getting us some guests. And we're getting ready to go back into the conference here in just sort of a few minutes here. So we want to thank you for being a part of what's going on here. I'm having a great time. I love these type of outings here where we get outside the studio and, and do our uh, – and just be amongst the people, amen. And so we got Brother Daniel. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, uh, good morning. Uh, speak up here. I'm on site here. I'm at this conference, man. We're having a great time. Uh, you know, we had a couple of speakers this morning, and so uh, I pray that you enjoyed them. We had uh, uh, the, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the speakers came on and shared with us, and then we had uh, one of the vendors that came and shared with us a while ago. And so we asked you uh, to continue to listen in. So what's going on with you today? How did your outing go today? Well, uh, we out here at this, uh, at the, uh, Lumber Fair we had it out here for the church uh, over here on Hampton Street, and we have a sale out here. We're trying to collect some money for the yeah. church. I mean, we over the, we rent the booth from the church, and 
Everything's all right. You know, crazy law. You know, everything's all right. Well, and that's, good. that's what it's all about. I tell, I tell you what, here, yeah. I'm on the show here, man. I'm going to try to get another guest here before we close down, okay? Uh, of okay. Course. So we'll, we'll tend to, uh, to get us another guest here. Oh, we have a visitor mm-hmm. that's going to come over and share something, something with us. So hold on there, Brother Daniel. We got another guest here.
because we never know. Now, um, with the ACA, which is the Obamacare, um, their rates will probably be, re will be um, released at the end of October on the marketplace. Okay. So you can see um, what, what the deductibles are for the plan, what the out-of-pocket is for the plan. So it has to be very, very careful because a lot of times, Oh, we just had an interview with Susan. She's an uh, insurance broker and provider. She was getting us some information about uh, for the, uh, this year updating and making sure that she got proper insurance coverage. I see at the conference is trying to go back into session here. And plus, our show is about over, too. We got about 12 minutes on the program, and we got Brother Daniels on the line right now. We're going to bring him in for a few minutes and just see what uh, see. listening. Good morning, there, Brother Daniels. Brother Daniel. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Okay, Brother Daniel's not available right now. And so we got Sister Lewis here. And, 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 okay. and so we have another guest coming up. Who's the young lady? This is Sister Lewis. Say hello, Sister Lewis. Hello, uh, Blood Card listeners. How are you today? I am a, I am royalty. Well, thank you, Sister Lewis. And we have another young lady that's coming on here, and I see she's wearing a vendor uh, tag on her. So, and she and I love I love that shirt. I love that shirt. <laughs> well, come on, wrap our listening audience. I'm Minister. I'm Minister Joy Lewis, and uh, welcome to our program. It's a uh, our Blog Talk Radio weekly program, free on the inside. Do you feel free on the inside sometimes? Oh, sometimes. <laughs> Yes, only in Christ Jesus. Now, now my wife uh, told you a little bit about the show, but she didn't tell me anything about you. So please introduce yourself and let's have at it. Well, I'm Sandy Ingram, and I'm a representative for It Works. It's that crazy rat thing. Um, you can put on a wrap and leave it on for 45 minutes, and it will take inches off of your whatever you've wrapped. You can put it on your waist or your arms or your legs. 
We also have health drinks, um, the greens and the reds, and hydrate instead of the Gatorade with no sugar, no water, no salt. It works. Well, I went. I I have not dieted this summer, and I had my hip replaced. This was my first day on the chain instead of on the walker. And I have gone from a two X shirt to this one, and it's an L. Okay. And I get three bucks. Are you item or food? So reach out to us or tell your husband about us or, or just log on sometime and listen to us, okay? Great. Well, God bless Me too. Again, my third time. Okay, so 
Talk to one of the hosts to find out. All right, God bless you. Look forward to seeing you again, okay? Oh, man, what a great interview that we had, Tom. Amen. And, you know, and as she was saying that she had this, this rap that was actually working. And, and I like that it said that it worked. You know, how many things in our life that we find out that doesn't work? Uh, we go by it and we try to figure out how will it work. Well, I tell you what, if you got Jesus in your life, it will work. We're getting ready to get on out of here. We're going to go and re- enjoy the remainder of this here. Conference. We're gonna shut it down right now, but we had a great time. We praise you for our presentation today. We had a great time in the Lord. Okay, so Sister Lewis is here. She's doing a great job. She got me a couple of interviews, and so we're just gonna go from now. Oh, we got Brother Dang on the line here. We'll bring him in one more time and see if he have anything to say. Again, you're listening to Blog Talk Radio. We're not in the studio today. We're doing a, a different hour. We're going on from 11 to 12 today, but we will put it on the net and you can follow up on it. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Brother Daniel. Okay, Brother Daniel, so we're going to let it go at that, and we're going to drop him off. And I, I tell you what, I, I want to thank you for listening to the program. We have, we have great guests each and every week. I encourage you to log on and see what God is up to with his people. And if you have any thoughts or comments regarding our program, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my personal number is 214-505-6526. And also, you can call into the show anytime, 310-982-4126. You, too, can call and voice your opinion on the program. And if you have an upcoming event, please let us know. Okay? So we're going to sign off here. we got a, a few minutes, but we're going to go ahead and sign off. With a word of prayer, grace, heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, dear Lord. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity for being over here at this conference. We thank you, dear Lord, for the guests that was that was uh, available to lend their voice to the program. We pray thank for the undecent. Dear Lord, we give honor to you on this day, the day that which you have made. Let us rejoice in it. Dear Lord, we pray for the remainder of the speakers. We pray for the host of this program, Minister Andrea Watson, dear Lord, and her husband, dear Lord, we pray that you continue to be with them on the girl, them, get them what they need in such a time as this, and we can promise to give you the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.